Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. You can get smart with your investing with help from knowledgeable professionals, customizable tools, and education designed just for you at TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Bill Gates has left the boardroom by Stephen Levy. Microsoft's founder has been slowly inching away from his company. Now Gates has stepped down from the board seat he held for 34 years. On March 13, 1986, Microsoft became a public company. Its founder and CEO, a 36-year-old Bill Gates, took a seat on its board of directors. 34 years later, exactly to the day, Gates is stepping down. Gates explained the move on Friday in a brief LinkedIn post, in which he also said he was leaving the board of Berkshire Hathaway, the conglomerate led by his longtime friend, Warren Buffett. The reason for these departures, Gates wrote, was to dedicate more time to philanthropic priorities, including global health and development, education, and my increasing engagement in tackling climate change. Coming as Gates joined the epic battle against COVID-19, the timing seems particularly apt. Microsoft has been thriving under the leadership of CEO Satya Nadella. It is now a trillion-dollar company, reaching a market value that it never approached under Gates. But the founder's absence from the board leaves Microsoft ever so slightly altered, and almost certainly deprived. Despite leaving his full-time position at the company in 2008, Gates has continued to devote attention and passion to the giant he founded. And no one serving as a director could possibly bring the gravitas and pedigree he carries to the boardroom. He still holds 1.3% of the company's shares, valued at about $16 billion. 
This current move appears to be the culmination of a 20-year process of Gates' attention shifting to philanthropy. In 2000, I was summoned to Microsoft, ostensibly to join several reporters for a debrief of the company's product vision. Instead, we were ushered into a television studio for the surprise announcement that Gates was yielding the CEO post to his longtime lieutenant, Steve Ballmer. He still held the post of executive chair and created a role for himself as chief software architect. At that time, he was just beginning to ramp up his philanthropy through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which evolved from earlier charitable efforts, and pledging to give the bulk of his fortune to the organization. Since Gates was the world's richest man at the time, that fortune was considerable. Eight years later, Gates left his full-time post at Microsoft to spend most of his time with the foundation. This time, he announced the move some months in advance. When I interviewed him on the eve of the change, he conceded that it would be a tough separation, but it was clear he had found philanthropy satisfying, approaching it with the same enthusiasm and geeky problem-solving that he devoted to software. Six years ago, he inched yet further away from the company that once defined him. He resigned as Microsoft's board chair while maintaining a board seat. Over the past few decades, the image of Gates as a hubristic bully during the losing antitrust fight Microsoft waged in the 1990s has dimmed. He's also a happier warrior. Though taking on polio, poverty, and the rising of the seas might seem more stressful than fighting Steve Jobs, Sony, or the Justice Department's hired illegal gunslinger David Boyce, Gates has approached the challenge with a humor and humility you seldom saw when he was speaking for Microsoft. He still lights up when he speaks about his role at Microsoft as advisor and mentor, one that he said in his LinkedIn post that he will continue. But he is turning 65 later this year, an age when normal people traditionally think about retirement. That's not really Gates's path. As a viewer of the Netflix documentary Bill's Brain saw last year, he engages in problems of world health, from saving the environment to building a waterless toilet with the verve that he once devoted to slaying Lotus and Netscape. When Gates left his software architect job at Microsoft in 2008, he told me that the subjects he tackled at the foundation were more vital than the ones he made about software. He mentioned one decision in particular. He had to choose between two kinds of malaria vaccines to support. One of those paths saves millions of lives compared to the other path, he told me. I've never had a Microsoft decision that had exactly that character. Now, he'll have even fewer Microsoft decisions. Bill's brain has other work to do. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.